Halloween has just passed by. Thanksgiving is just around the corner. We know Christmas and New Year's come right behind that. So it is the time of year when many of us start to struggle and the slip of the holiday treats turns into the slide of weight gain and none of us love to see that happen. So we thought that we would take this chance as a team to discuss some of our best practices to maintain and not gain over the holidays. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. All right. Welcome to our November Coaches Roundtable. Uh, every month, we like to get together as a coaching team and discuss a pertinent topic for the month. This month, you get Dan, Kim, and myself, as Ben is unavailable today, and we are going to have a conversation about holiday eating. Halloween has just passed by. Thanksgiving is just around the corner, and we know Christmas and New Year's come right behind that. So it is the time of year when many of us start to struggle, and the slip of the holiday treats turns into the slide of weight gain, and none of us love to see that happen. So we thought that we would take this chance as a team to discuss some of our best practices to maintain and not gain over the holidays. So that being said, I'm going to just start off with you, Kim, and ask you the question, what do you make of the holiday season? Why don't you just just open it up with your thoughts on holiday eating and what are some of the pitfalls that a lot of people navigate as we go into these holidays? Uh first, we'll all talk about like kind of what I do with clients and what I've kind of done with myself like First, I'd ask them, what are their goals? What is realistic for them um, over the holidays? I don't know about you guys, but I have some clients that are involved in a lot of social engagements over the holidays. So when they're talking the holidays, they're talking the next two months of extreme social engagement. So then we really talk about, okay, well, when is it worth it to indulge? And when is it not worth it to indulge? Because if you're indulging or enjoying at every single party that you're going to and Thanksgiving and Christmas and um, all the weekends, then inevitably the scale is going to go up and we're going to put on body fat. So that's usually how I like to start the conversation with my clients um, about what are their goals and then what's realistic for them to actually uh, do over these next couple months. I think you bring up a really good point there about like asking about what's realistic because it's kind of interesting over the last uh, you know week, particularly with Halloween. I think back to some previous conversations with clients over the last couple of months and said, "Hey, as we're leading into you know sort of the later part of the year, this may be a great opportunity to take a diet break and sort of take the foot off the gas a little bit and just sort of manage calories through that era." And I'd have a lot of clients kind of push back and go, "No, no, no, I think I'll be okay. I, I think I, I want to continue to push the." the sort of the weight loss or the body composition change and, and yeah, 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 let's go through it. And then subsequently come through last week and I'm like, how did last week go? Well, you know, I had a few candies and then a few more and then, you know, it's it's Friday and I've had a few more and like, okay, so again, like revisiting, is this a realistic knowing that there's more social engagements coming up? And and uh, so I think that's a really good point, uh, Kim, that you bring up of just like, what does realistic mean to the client? Like what it what, are they really going to be able to handle that or do that? Not saying that they can't and, and you know willpower and control and things like that, but is that something that they uh, maybe want to do, right? Realistically want to actually 
partake in or do they feel like maybe just a management of that uh, uh, scenario right now for the next couple of months and then worry about transitioning out of that in the new year? To expound upon that, Dan, I think that, yeah, I think that when we talk about realistic expectations as as a client or as an individual who has specific weight loss or physique or fitness goals, it's relevant to understand what that even means. Like what are realistic expectations? And I think a lot of the culture out there just surrounds dieting. We need to constantly be losing weight or we're not making progress. That's how people kind of are trained to look at things. If the scale is not going down or it's staying the same or it's going up, you know, it's a zero sum game. I'm either winning or I'm losing. Scale's going down or everything else. And the realistic expectation come down to understanding that we do not need to perpetually be in a diet mode. We don't. We do not need to. It's not even reasonable to think that we're going to continuously lose weight because I think that one of the things that we would all agree we spell out to our clients is that you're not going to get to zero pounds. There will come a time when you reach that ideal weight and it's not going to be linear. It's going to have some zigzags and some bumps and some curves. And we need to kind of break free from the mindset, especially in a season like this, that we need to be losing weight. It may be very reasonable when we talk about setting realistic expectations to say, hey, you know what? Between October 31st and January 1st, I would simply like to not gain any weight. And just think about that because I I don't remember the exact study, but I know that there was a a study performed at one point that that demonstrated that from our mid-20s to really moving forward into our adulthood, we tend to gain anywhere from half a pound to a pound and a half a year. And when does most of that weight gain happen? It happens during the holiday season. It happens in that time frame between October and January. And nobody cares about a pound or two over the course of a year. But if you compound that over 20 years, what do you have? You have 20, 30, 40 pounds that you've gained. And now you're 45 years old looking in the mirror and being like, wait, what, what just happened? So if we can simply learn to mitigate that weight gain between October and January, it can yield dividends later on in life, but that starts with setting the expectation that it is okay to have realistic expectations, to not want to lose weight, but understand the strategies it's going to take to be in maintenance during that season. What do you guys make of that? Well, I mean, we all know this is necessary to have periods of maintenance too. So I do get clients that want to keep pushing, kind of like Dan said, you keep pushing over the holidays. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And not realizing that they need to be maintaining for a period of time. And sometimes even in the calorie surplus, depending on their goals. So I know we've spent a lot of time um, in previous um, episodes where we've talked about nutritional seasons. So this is a season where it's not going to be like this forever and it's okay to maintain. And it's actually necessary to make further body composition goals in the future to be able to maintain and maintain at a higher caloric range than what you are currently at too. So I don't know about you guys, but this is kind of a kickback that I get quite a bit. And we want our bodies to eat as much as we possibly can and fuel ourselves like athletes and appropriately so that we feel good. And when we hit our next dieting season, we are in a good spot to make some serious progress too. So not only do I think it's important to set realistic expectations. A time of maintenance is also necessary too. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. So so setting realistic expectations is is key. Understanding that it's okay to to not lose weight, provided that we're strategically trying to not gain weight. What I'd love to hear from you guys now that we've kind of set our 
boundaries and realistic expectations for where this conversation is going is, is what are some of the strategies that you would employ with your clients to help educate them on what they can do to not gain weight in a season when everything is working against your favor in terms of calorie consumption, more sedentary lifestyle in the sense that you're busy with social engagements, your kids' activities and holiday parties and things that pull you away from the gym and your evening walks. What, what strategies do you employ to, to help your clients maintain, if not lose weight in this time of year? Yeah, I think, I think you know, with, with the so taking a little bit, and not say taking some focus off the eating, but maybe adjusting your, your approach to your eating and, and giving a little bit more flexibility, I think, uh, to that. I think it opens up the door for some, uh, some other focal points like working out, like going for more uh, walks, doing some cardio. I mean, everybody... You know, we've just come out of sort of a summer into this fall sort of winter scenario, right? We're going to have, uh, you know, for those that live in the sort of eastern states, a little bit more of cabin fever approach that's going to sort of come up. You're going to have some temperature shifts a lot across the – I think this gives an opportunity for people to be more active, uh, you know, across the board where they possibly haven't been through some of those summer months because it's maybe been too hot or too humid or whatever the case may be and say, hey, yeah, let's let's get you in the gym a little bit more. Let's get outside and go for some longer walks. Let's get some – some cardio that may you may not have been doing as much over. So I think there's an opportunity from a activity. So one of the strategies that that I use is like, okay, let's put a little bit more of an emphasis on the activity side of things, especially if we're taking a little bit less emphasis off the off the food side of things. And to that point, you you get into the physiological effect of nutrient partitioning because we can agree that in this time of year, it's not uncommon to eat more. Right. There's more treats, there's more dinners, there's more specific holidays, Christmas, New Year's, Halloween, Thanksgiving, we tend to eat more calories. But if we are leveraging movement as a mechanism to partition those calories toward refueling our muscles that are burning out during workouts that are that are getting worked on walks and, you know, bouts of cardio, those extra calories can actually work to our benefit. They can work to help us build new muscle. They can work to help us feel energized for harder, you know, more vigorous workouts, even if they come in short bursts, as opposed to eating the extra calories, staying sedentary and, and understanding that in that case, they'll be far more likely to just be shuttled off as body fat. And that was the same point I was going to make too, Joey, is utilize the fact that you are eating, you probably are eating higher calories and feel like a beast in the gym and go in and crush <laughs> the workouts and, you know, feel like you're accomplishing something in there. It's amazing the amount of energy that you feel when you are eating a little bit more and when you can go into a workout and feel like you owned it. Yeah, for sure. One of the things I wanted to ask you guys about is, is the environments that we put ourselves in. Again, it's I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but this is a time of year where we may find ourselves in a lot more environments that lend themselves to overconsumption of food, uh, less movement than we otherwise would at, at different seasons. So what are your all's thoughts on the boundaries we set with our peers, with our colleagues, with our, our families, and the environments we are and are not willing to put ourselves in as we go into this season? I'd love to hear either of your thoughts on that. I think it's important <laughs> to look at what you have big picture. So, I mean, I had a client last year and he was very socially engaged. I mean, there were lots of engagements. And so we really looked at it as a big picture of, okay, when 
when do you want to enjoy and not track or when do you want to enjoy and in, maybe indulge a little bit more versus when do you want to be a little bit more strict and more strategic, I guess. If you take someone like me that doesn't have much of a social life, Thanksgiving and Christmas, I can kind of do whatever I want because everything else stays pretty tight because I'm not going out having a million social engagements throughout that time. But take somebody that has a lot of social engagements. It really comes down to when do you want to enjoy and when do you want to eat a little bit more? When is it worth it to you? Um, so kind of setting setting that standard like, okay, well, we can't enjoy it or we can't overdo it at every single event. If you've got three engagements on this week plus Thanksgiving, and then you got four engagements the next week, and you're, you're probably not going to be drinking all you want at every single one and enjoying dessert at every one. So what's comes back to that realistic expectations, which ones do you really want to enjoy? Which ones are worth it to you? And which ones are not where you can keep keep things a little bit tighter? You know, it's a really good uh, point again that you bring up because, you know, this a lot of the weight loss journey for a lot of people is very stressful, very, you know, very a lot of anxiety sort of centered around sort of, you know, achieving some success in a weight loss sort of scenario and things like that. And then adding to that by like going to social engagements and then that fear of like, oh, what happens if they've got alcohol there? What happens if they've got all these snacks? What am I going to do? And all of a sudden now it's building and building and building. And I think it's an opportunity to, for some, you know, for, for a lot of people just to sort of take a little bit less stress off them and sort of say, hey, you know, this is a time, you know, Thanksgiving is a great time to spend with family and friends. Well, most family, right? Um, and and just sort of have those moments. Speak yourself, just, Dan. Yeah, just embrace <laughs> that. Like be just a kidding. part of, be social, be fun, be, you know, have those, uh, you know, enjoyable moments and share those with your your friends and your family. But also know how you use tools and how like, okay, if you're going to Thanksgiving, it's one or two days, you know, that's an easy way to sort of focus. But then also knowing like, hey, I've got other days that I can be a little bit more tighter, a little bit more strict. I can play around with some things and and we can get away from the black and white, like I'm either on a diet or I'm off a diet sort of scenario and just sort of know like we've got tools at our disposal that we can play around with. And maybe you look at a fasting approach or you look at uh, maybe, you know, high, low days or, or however that you might want to sort of adjust things, but it's, it's a way that you can play around and use the flexibility of, of sort of a dieting approach to be social, have fun, but also still achieve the success that you're kind of looking for. For, for folks who have a better understanding of calorie awareness, maybe, maybe calorie tracking, Dan, can you explain what you mean by high, low days? Let's say, for example, you, you may think that your maintenance is, uh, uh, you know, 2,500 calories if you're tracking your food and things like that. And and you may be still wanting to try and push a little bit of a uh, um, a caloric deficit of some kind. So you might be a little bit more aggressive on some days that you can control. So let's say midweek, you might choose three or four days of the week and say, you know what, I'm going to sit around 17, 1800 calories. It's a little bit lower. It's a little bit more, you know, tightly controlled. But on some of those other days, I may bring it up to 25, 2600 calories. And, and by virtue, you're averaging 22, 2300 calories for the week. But you give a little bit more flexibility to the uh, to the week, where you can have some enjoyable, uh, more uh, uh, I guess less tightly controlled caloric days, but also know that on some of those um, more controllable days, you can sort of be a little bit more structured with your eating. So you account for that, and it gives you that flexibility to be able to sort of move within those calorie ranges without penalizing yourself or feeling possibly that you're uh, you know not getting the results that you want. Yeah, yeah, perfect sense. And I, I want to expound upon it, if y'all don't mind, because I think it ties in nicely to what Kim said about uh, 
honoring which days matter more to you than others. Cause obviously we can't, we, we can't have our cake and eat it too. We can't go eat and drink like a jerk for two straight months and expect it not to have adverse effects on us. What? But that That's doesn't terrible. mean we can't eat or drink at all and, and, and enjoy our life to some degree and not maintain or even still make some progress. And we tend to refer to the holidays as this nebulous, you know, just two month period of the year where that it's just, you know, kind of a black hole of all things that don't pertain to the holidays. And the reality is, is that the holidays themselves, as I see it, are Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas, and maybe New Year's Eve. So in a two-month period, you maybe have five days that that really are cause for celebration at, at the highest level. Your family's going to be together. Your friends are going to be together. There's going to be a big turkey or prime rib dinner. There's going to be Christmas cookies out, you know, for Santa Claus or or, or, or what have you, et cetera. And, and on those days, you know, fine, it, it, go enjoy your day and enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy, enjoy a big meal. Don't stress about it. On the contrary, let loose a little bit. We all deserve it. But that doesn't mean that the other, say, 55 days out of that two month period need to be the same thing. We get the opportunity to accept, to acknowledge what we will and will not tolerate for ourselves the rest of that year. If we're honest with ourselves about what the holidays really are. So to tie that back to what you're saying, Dan, about, you know, calorie surpluses versus calorie deficits and high low days, or as we would call it in this business, calorie cycling, you know, you can really start to manipulate that in such a way that you say like, you know, Hey, maybe, this week, I'm just going to really focus during the week on eating a lot of protein and a lot of fruits and vegetables. And I'm going to try my best to limit myself on the snacks and the carby fatty foods uh, so that when I get to, to Friday of Christmas Eve or whatever day it happens to be this year, I, I know that I, I can go enjoy myself you know, with a little more freedom and, and not be so stressed about it. And, and all the while, I've still continued to give myself what I need, adequate protein, adequate vitamins and minerals and fiber from the fruits and vegetables I'm going to eat. And then, you know, beyond that, going back to the earlier moment in the conversation, movement, leveraging movement as a mechanism to offset any of those extra calories that may or may not slip in, because we know if we're moving and we're training and we're, we're leveraging our body for what it's built to do, then those calories are going to be better used than they would be if we stay sedentary. Dan, Kim, do you guys have anything you wanted to layer onto this conversation? I mean, just, to, you know, one of the things I think you could all agree that there's, there's a little bit of, uh, as I talked about earlier, anxiety, but also maybe some guilt about certain things and just you know, I think that goes back to what Kim talked about earlier about realistic expectations and just understanding where these sort of moments in time through the next two months really fit in the whole scheme of things. I mean, if you're if you're being realistic about your expectations and, you know, there's nothing to be guilty about, there's nothing to be frustrated about, you have an understanding and you have the control to be able to make those decisions and be okay with those decisions and, and move on, right? Not, you know, jump on the scale the Monday after Thanksgiving and knowingly probably you're going to be up two or three pounds, not because you've gained two or three pounds of fat tissue, but just because of the maybe a little bit more inactivity or, or a little bit more food intake, whatever the case may be. But then being able to move on from that, uh, you know, that Monday onwards and go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let those three days or two days really derail the rest of the, you know, the month or the, the month and a half ahead. I don't know about you guys, but I, I've had my fair share of restrictive diets in the past. And that was one of the things that I literally made my entire Thanksgiving dinner. So it was like, like the healthiest version of Thanksgiving dinner. 
And sure your kids love that. Uh, actually, they didn't mind too much, surprisingly. But Those were now two and three. and Yeah, it was like one of the things that I was like, I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to do it all perfectly. And it wasn't as enjoyable. It was like, I felt like I was missing out on some of the things, some of the childhood things that I enjoyed. And so then there was definitely some guilt involved with that, but I didn't gain any weight. So it was worth it. Well, for me, in hindsight, 20 years older now, learned that I can enjoy some of those things that bring me some nostalgia and some fond childhood memories and that I get to enjoy and indulge with, with my children and not feel guilty the next day. Um, so I don't know. I was definitely an all or nothing person. Literally, I made a whole Thanksgiving dinner to meet my my goals. So awesome. uh, yeah, it was a, a bit extreme. I'm not going to lie. So again, it's like not feeling guilty over um, enjoying on those holidays and come approaching it with moderation, not a I'm going to be super strict or F it, I'm going to have it all and I'm going to drink everything and I'm going to eat all the cake and you feel horrible later on. So coming in with moderation, because I'm not going to lie, I've had those Thanksgivings too, where I drank my fair share of alcohol and ate a bunch of cake and did not feel good. So those ones were not worth it either. So going in with a moderation mindset of I'm going to enjoy and enjoy my family and enjoy the foods that I enjoy. But at the same time, I'm not going to feel guilty and I'm not going to overdo it either. Love that. Beautiful. Beautifully said. I think, I think a good place to round this conversation out is, is one of the things that we purport more than anything in, in our coaching program at Body Systems is to play the long game. This is not meant to be a short process. We do not want you to lose 30 pounds in 30 days and then gain it right back 60 days later. We want you to learn the skills and the habits and the lifestyle behaviors that are not only going to allow you to lose the weight, but also maintain your new lean physique once you've achieved it for as long as you so choose. And that being said, a two-month holiday season over the course of an entire year is, is, is really not that much time. And if we're playing the long game and we incorporate some strategies on the holidays and the days that we're going to eat more and move less knowing that there will come seasons where we can maybe be a little bit tighter, then we're going to give ourselves all the latitude in the world to be able to still enjoy times like the holiday seasons without feeling like we have to completely restrict ourselves and cook a tofurkey like Kim did. <laughs> and, <Whatever. laughs> and, and, and still get the outcomes that we really want, which is to be the healthiest, most energized, best looking version of ourselves. So play the long game. Go enjoy your holiday season, eat a lot of protein, eat plenty of fiber, leverage movement. And for the love of God, have some turkey and a slice of pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving without feeling too guilty about it, just so long as you don't turn that into plates full of leftover pie tomorrow and the day after Thanksgiving. I hope everybody enjoyed the conversation. Uh, if you guys don't have anything else, I think we can we can wrap this up. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. 
four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple.